The journey towards championship glory never ends. For every victory leads to new challengers, and every challenger leads to new obstacles. But some obstacles we never see coming. This clash of champions. big occasions and what's bigger in all of wrestling than the man versus the boss the little blue hair freak after clash of champions the man is gonna be the boss's bitch well i am no stranger to defending two titles in the same night i've done it before in a clash i will do it again Thinking no more games, no more traps, no more waiting until Clash of Champions. Let's do this right here, right now. Get your ass out here and face me like a man. Stupid. Stupid. I hate liars. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a post-class of champions edition of Talkamania. I'm your co-host, Dez, here with the other half. Some may say my better half, J-Bomb. Say hello, J-Bomb. You, you did call me your better half earlier today, so some I know, some you. may say it, and it was me. Some, you know, come on. We don't want to tell them it's just one person. There may be others. There may be others. Clash of Champions just happened. It's 10.50 p.m. Eastern. Did you enjoy the pay-per-view? Let's start it off. With First of all, this is like an hour past your bedtime. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy you're up here with us. Was it enjoyable? But yes. Yeah. I, I, um, it started off a bit uh, slow for me. Well, not actually, I wouldn't say slow. I found the first few matches at least were like moving really quickly. They were very short matches. Uh, so it was kind of hard to kind of pick up a story and get invested in these things. We'll talk about a few things shortly. Uh, but overall, it picked up towards the end and uh, had some good stuff towards the end. I would say the first half was light. The second half was a bit more more content heavy. I found as a whole, the pay-per-view, while it wasn't bad, it was like it was indifferent, man. There was like, there was not a moment in the night where I remember like changing the expression on my face or leaning up from my seat. Like, it was pretty much just, like, not bored, but just indifferent. See, I had that up until the, probably the the Becky-Sasha match. Like, going throughout it, I kind of thought, well, this is going to be the tempo. It's going to be a very fast-paced pay-per-view. Then they had Becky and Sasha come out. They did their, I guess, pre, uh, post-match stare down. And I felt like it had a little bit of, little bit of a different vibe. Um, and the match itself was actually pretty good. Uh I wrote down a few things about it, though. Let me see. The match was good. It was one of the better matches of the night, that's for sure. It, it definitely, definitely was. But I just felt like there was no huge pops throughout. Oh, well, not huge pops. No, no, I don't know. Maybe the crowd was just flat. Well, you were saying that, too. You were telling me how there wasn't much of a crowd reaction for Sasha, or at least for most of the night in general. Uh, and um, I don't know. I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's break it down match per match. Uh, we'll give a rating for each match as we go through it. Um, the kickoff show started with Drew Gulak, Herberto Carrillo, and Lince Dorado. I learned how to pronounce his name because I actually watched this match. And uh, we were right. 
Drew Gulak picked it up, and you he did a Corbin thing. Yeah, he predicted it pretty much it. bang on. So yeah, basically did the old switcheroo, let the guy hit the finisher, and then kind of ran in and swapped himself out or in and got the win. So uh, I like two or five matches generally, but I think for a match as a whole. You got to set your expectations a little bit higher. Yes, they did some flashy moves, but I felt like there was a lot that wasn't going on. They were kind of miscommunicating a little bit. It just, I don't know, a lot of just roll-ups and just a bunch of jazz in the ring that wasn't making a lot of sense. So I think for a 2 or 5 match for me, five match for me it's more on like a B. I, I graded it a B-. minus Because I have a little bit high expectations for these kind of matches. And in terms of 2 or 5 live, it wasn't delivering it for me. But I am happy Gulak did retain. Sure, I'll go with your rating. Again, it's 205 Live. I don't really have much to compare it to. Um, but it, it it had my attention, so didn't hate it. That's for sure. Okay, look, I want to ask you about this one, because this one kind of made a hot topic on uh, social media when it ended up being on the pre-show. So we have AJ Styles defending his United States Championship against Ricochet. So the matches, you know, itself is compact. I find he's hitting all his big moves really early. They all are, basically are. And uh, he ended up beating Cedric Alexander rather quickly in his hometown. And a lot of people were upset. A, you're squashing Cedric in his hometown. Then at the same time, dude, you're giving him a match against AJ Styles on a pay-per-view. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Right. But people are upset that it was also on the pre-card. So, do you agree with that? Do you think it should have been a little bit more higher up on the card? Or did it make sense where it was? I mean, hey, if you're actually using the pre-card to sell a pay-per-view, I mean, ring-wise, it was one of the better matches. AJ Styles was fun to watch. Uh, the crowd was into it. They really were cheering Cedric Alexander at certain points in the match. Had a really good pacing. Uh, the result was what we were expecting, but I, I don't... Dude, they put a lot of weird shit on, pre- on, on pre-cards, and uh, it was just AJ Styles' turn, and they treated it like it was a card that was on the main... Uh, a match that was on the main card anyways. There was a story to be told, and the OC got involved after, and it's pretty good. Well, that's it. And I mean, like, think think about uh, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, right? They put that on when the first match is WrestleMania. It really, really set a tempo. And the pre-card off, often acts for kind of a match heading into the main event and kind of setting that kind of excitement going into it. And I don't know. Look, it was also the last match that was added to the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. right? So kind of, you know, we're going to just throw it in there, knock somebody else out. You know, you could have said maybe the tag team match between the Revival and the New Day. That could have, maybe, possibly. Uh, but I don't know. It's not the end of the world. I don't think you should read too much into it. I'm sure AJ Styles doesn't care. And it helps Cedric Alexander out in the long run just to get that match in. Hey, I would have preferred to have the King of the Ring finals match. So, I mean, like, you know, that would have been, that would be my complaint. Uh, but at the same time, I don't mind seeing them. And I don't want Cedric Alexander getting a match against AJ Styles on a pay-per-view because... The guy's been lighting it up every week and uh, doing a good job. So, you know, I don't know. Whatever, man. Don't complain too much about it. But, yes, match was good. Very compact. A lot was in there. Uh, just a little bit on the shorter side for me. But I guess they were just trying to squeeze that in there. Yeah. No, I see, I see what you're getting at. Uh, as far as the, the, the whole... Th- Bailey and Charlotte was the worst match for me. Honestly, that match could have been removed. And I would have preferred to have AJ take that match in. I just felt like that was one of the more rushed matches. I was actually looking forward to it. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. But I don't know. Boot to the face in the chat says he enjoyed the pay-per-view. He thought Becky and Sasha killed it. And they did a good job. They did do a good job. It was, it was they a, were it was actually, I will straight up say that that, oh yeah, it could be my match of the night. Cause it got really exciting towards the end. I found the pay-per-view, but uh, that was a, it was a good match, man. I thought it was pretty, pretty solid. There was nothing bad about this pay-per-view. That's what I'm trying to get. There was absolutely uh, nothing. Well, the other matches could have been done better. There could have been more story. No, told. but I mean, like, you can't sit I there mean, and say it was shit. 
You know no, what I mean? it wasn't shit. So, but I was, I was texting you though too, and it's like if you watch an AEW wrestling event, well, every match is just like spot fest. There's amazing competitors doing all kinds of match, uh, crazy moves. Excitement's going everywhere. It's a different kind of beast. And like sometimes I'm watching one of the earlier some of the earlier matches, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. The production's beautiful from the WWE, but like sometimes it just doesn't make sense, or it's just so not creative it's like copy paste every week you know their move sets and stuff yeah i like to see randy orton do something I, you know he actually was pretty he looked really good tonight though uh but but ultimately like i don't know i just you know you're getting it's always kind of more or less rinse and repeat so it was hard to kind of in my mind because every match we were watching at uh all out was pretty exciting and it was a bit slower tempo i, I don't think you can compare the two so i'm trying not to as much as possible um i completely agree with you though if you are to compare the two um it's night and day. How, how... Like, like, like the end of the uh, the tag team match, for instance, right? We saw uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Cross retain over Deville and Mandy Rose, yeah, right? Yeah. The match itself was so-so, um, but I thought the ending was just very like, okay, girls, go do a wrestling match, and the ending will be, and they kind of like flip a book, and they're like, oh, okay, that typical ending where she hits her moves and it gets interrupted, and then she does her move, and it just was very much like, they were trying to make Mandy and Sonya look really look good in, in, in a very basic. I don't know. Just didn't that match did not do it for me. Coolly retained, but you know. Yeah, they didn't they didn't bring anything new to the table. There wasn't anything that was different from what we've seen already on Raw or SmackDown from these four people. Um, putting it on a larger stage with nicer graphics didn't really make the match any better. So I I, I see what you're getting at for that. I did like Bliss rolling up truth. I thought that was pretty funny. Bliss rolling up truth. Yeah, that was good, actually. I, I, it would have yeah, been cool yeah, if she yeah. would have won it. Yeah, it, w- it would have been cool if she would have won it, yeah. But then, like, how... I don't know. It's cool how it played into the match like it was nothing, too. Yeah. It was like tumbleweed. It kind of just blew through the match and then out the other side. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people on uh, on Twitter were probably uh, getting ready for that hashtag give women a chance when that was happening. But <laughs> luckily, it didn't It didn't change the outcome in the match or, or ruin anything. But... Um, Kid. Well, I, I do I do want to say, though, I do share your sentiments on the Bailey and Charlotte match. Uh, I thought that one was like, I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking forward to Sasha and Becky. I was looking forward to Bailey and Charlotte. And uh, this one was like, look, Charlotte pretty much dominated for quite the whole match. And then Bailey sneakily kind of took the turnbuckle thing off, the turnbuckle pad off and hit Charlotte into it. And it was very weak, too. And then just that's it. It was, it was incredibly just, weak. Yeah. It's a hometown booking, though, right? Cedric Alexander and Charlotte lose in home again. Yeah, it was to me probably. And then Bailey runs out of there. Why the hell she runs so fast? Like, I don't want them to just restart the match. I guess it has to do with like that she's at least they're giving her a little bit more like actual heel work. And then the way that she just like took off was it was odd. It reminded me of when we saw that uh, video of Bray Wyatt running to the back when the lights went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her whole heel turn has been a bit odd. Like she's cutting a promo like I want to be the champion that you know should be. Should be a you know a good, I guess role model and do the right things and it's like well you're not doing the right things I don't understand I, that's the whole point I think yeah. and and I don't know if you noticed but on her on her trunks she she tweeted oh I thought you were gonna say she just tweeted or just like a couple minutes ago or like ten minutes ago to to Becky Becky cheated but it's like funny because Bailey cheated right? that's that's the whole point <laughs> she should be like cheater cheater pumpkin eater oh my god um yeah no well she has role model written on her trunks now so. Oh yeah, yeah she oh, does. Wow. But it really okay. So that was the, the the worst match of the night for me, followed closely by the Nakamura Miz match. I found there was just it never really got going. Sami Zayn at the beginning was just 
um, very annoying on the microphone. I was really nervous that it was going to go the whole match. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, that was going to be terrible. It, ne- it never really got going. I mean, there were certain moments near the end where there was a bit of energy that I felt from from the match. But apart from that, it was just, I don't know. I didn't. Well, there, you're, you're exactly right. Like, I thought it was kind of very vanilla. But then towards the end, it was like, oh, here you go. The Miz won it. It's like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, Nakamura's going to. Oh, no. The Miz. Oh, you kind of like had a few false finishes that kind of got you excited. And then at the end, uh, Nakamura pulls it off and. You know, a kind of somewhat meh, you know, ending. So I don't know if it's going to drag on to another IC title match. Uh, like I said, and I tweeted out tonight, I just cannot buy him as a face. Like, I'm down <laughs> with the Miz. You know, I don't hate him. You know, he's a funny guy. He's char- charismatic. But as a good guy? Not doing No, it. and it's not just my opinion. Like, look at him. He's been floundering around for since WrestleMania. Like, yes, his WrestleMania against Shane was cool. They did an awesome spot. But for me, The Miz is always good as a heel. And he can be one of the best heels and talkers on the mic in the WWE. I just think having him as a face, just it's just a waste. It makes no sense. And I'm pretty sure, like, even himself is like, well, since I've turned face, like, I've really done not not really much, you know. And it's cool he's doing his show, and I guess that's been it. But come on, man. Like, I just want to see him get frustrated a bunch of times. And then, I think you know, you're getting frustrated a bunch of flip. times. I think you're going to be the one turning heel he- soon. It's just hard. It's like a waste of my time to watch his matches. I just do not. I don't like. I don't think he's a great wrestler. Uh, he's very vanilla. He is king of soft style, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. As a heel on a, on the mic work, I can dig it. Where, where the pay per view started to pick up for me was the New Day versus Revival. I actually thought it was a really good match. I, and and in them, as I was watching, I, I started thinking, "Fuck the New Day, they really don't put on bad matches. Like no matter who they're fighting, it's always good." Always good. Yeah, no, 100% of the time. I expected this to be a good match, and it did deliver. Uh, I don't like that they're hot, pota- hot potatoing the tag team titles or passing them around. Part of me feels like they're sitting in the back and saying, well, we need, like, you know, new Edge and Christians, new Dudley Boys, new these tag teams that have, like, 10, 10, title, 10 times title runs. So they're just kind of, like, doing it right now, passing the titles around a bit, bit to kind of build them up, right, and build up the repertoire. Um, but fair enough. Uh, the match itself was good. Uh it's funny though the shatter machine on the outside. I got to ask you this: How does that hurt Big E more? Seems like it would hurt the two guys from the revival giving the move more than it would Big E. He's landing on top of them. They're just like splat splat. It's like oh man. I could see it hurting the dude who gives the backbreaker thing, or the the wait no the code breaker. I could see it giving hurting that guy because Big E's fucking huge. The dude picking him yeah. up. I don't think it would hurt too bad, <clears throat> but. Yeah, no, it's a it's a weird move, um, and they look like it hurt them more than it hurt the than it hurt Biggie. Yeah, but this yeah, like you said, the match itself was pretty cool. It set a good tempo for the night, I guess, going on forward. Uh, they cut a promo basically going into the match with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton as well too. And uh, I want to ask, what do you think about that match? Uh, Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. I mean, eh, I mean, Randy did look good. You mentioned earlier, Randy. Yeah, he did. Randy. A lot of the times looks really good in the ring. The pacing of the match was slow. It was... But Randy Orton kind of like slithers around. Yeah. He's like, move, move, walk around, walk around. Move, move, walk around, walk around, move. And at the same time, it's like, it's always like the same moves. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing with him. It's like, I could totally get behind Randy Orton. He's gotten a lot better on promos. Uh, you know, he's a bit psychotic. And uh, he, he can put on decent matches. But it's just, I find like he feels like he's been there for a long time and just sticks to his recipe and just is kind of a bit 
not evolving as a character. He's well, he has been. I, I don't, it's hard to explain. I, I just want to see some new shit out of him. You know, I I think he, he gets lazy. He's like, oh, uh, the RKO uh, catchphrase is, is is catching on, so I'll just be like the three dangerous letters in WWE R K. But now does he do that forever? Let's see a new move. I'm tired of seeing the same old shit from him. You know, like. I don't know. Like I, I get what you're saying, but it, the WWE doesn't need people to evolve. They they like their solid go tos, and honestly, he's the only current guy in the WWE like full time. Yeah, but he's an eight. On, he's like an eight on ten at best. Yeah. Overall. Yes, but like I took a, t- a long break from watching wrestling, and when I came back, the only guy that was really to me a main eventer was Randy Orton, because that was the last main eventer from when I stopped watching it. So mm-hmm. he still has his aura about him that is bigger than he does have an aura, everybody yeah, else. Sure. But yes, there's nothing new. Every time you watch it, it's the same thing. And the same it kind of goes back to what I was saying about AEW too. You go back and you watch matches and I'll watch a Kenny Omega match or I'll watch, uh, you know, whatever's going on in AEW. And the people who I've watched like for matches and matches and matches before are always busting out new moves. They're always doing moves that, that aren't part of their move set. Like they have like their signatures and their spe- and whatever, but it, they're not like just like outside of that in the WWE they have their signatures, they're their finisher, mm-hmm. and then it's like clothesline, yeah. bulldog, you know, body slam, you know, headlock. It's like, come on, man, come on, give me more meat in that sandwich. Yeah, see now that now that we have AEW and now we're gonna have them on a weekly basis, this is gonna be coming up more and more and more, and hopefully it drives WWE to bring up their in ring um, show to be better. Yes, Let's hope. and hopefully it drives more people to come and watch us on Wednesday nights <laughs> as we go live after NXT. So, yeah, it'll be fun. All right, let's rip over. We've done that, we've done that, we've done that. I, Good. I, I just want to say I'm happy that Kofi Kingston managed to pull off its full circle win against Randy Orton. Actually, I thought the match itself, I think I gave it, like, honestly, like a B plus, A minus. Because just because it, I look at the match, what am I going to get out of this? It's not going to be an amazing match. It's going to be Kofi Kingston. It's going to be Randy Orton. It's going to be kind of, I know what to expect between the two of them. They don't have the best chemistry, to be honest with you, normally. Uh, and they kind of both are good when they have somebody good to be in a match with. So two guys going with each other mm-hmm. in that circumstance. I mean, a bit kind of going into it, uh, thinking I knew what to expect. So I think it kind of was above my expectations. I think it was the best match that Kenny, uh, Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton could put on uh, between the two of them, or, or one of the best. Look, man. They, they're not going to be match of the year candidates, uh, either one of these guys. So, I don't know. For me, it wasn't too bad, and I was happy that Kofi ended up picking up the clean win over Orton. Though Orton looked like a million bucks in this match, and uh, he actually walked out. Like, I had a lot, a lot more respect for him now. So, uh, cool, though. But I think at this time, it's safe to say, Kofi Kingston's going to Fox as your, as your WWE t- champion. But now, I think all bets are going to be off. And I think, at this point in time, his title run will not be going much longer. Uh, some say <laughs> We Brock, say that every month. <laughs> uh, some say Brock Lesnar is going to shark in and, and take that off him when they go over to the Fox. So, we'll see. Maybe even on the first night. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, That'd maybe. That'd be huge. Maybe. Um, during that match, I did watch a nine-minute video on Facebook. It was a James Corden video <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's okay so so this is why you're also probably didn't enjoy it no no no. because i wasn't enjoying it so i, I ended up picking mm-hmm. up my phone scrolling and i started it and like you know i was watching it like listening to it and it was just vintage randy orton and well the announcement announcing was shit no, it's, maybe it was just nothing well, that i haven't seen from these two guys not okay one. so 
so to that point, when I first started watching this match, I found myself do the same thing. You know, when first in the beginning of matches, they do the headlocks, they do the transitions before things start going. Um, I find it's also similar in AEW a little bit. But uh, I picked up my phone and I was on it and I was doing shit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm actually going to watch this match. And I actually turned off technology for a moment, put it aside, and sat down and watched Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. And it actually was a pretty pretty decent match for the two of them. I, and I found I had to do that a few times. And I found not just tonight. I have to do that sometimes. And we should all be doing that. Getting off Twitter, getting off the shit, and watching the matches. Because sometimes it's a lot better than you think when you're behind your keyboard and you're yeah. doing shit. I, Enjoy it. I did do that for the majority of the pay-per-view. That one I just couldn't get into. I just, I really, mm. even though, and even on the pre-show I mentioned it, it's had one of the best build-ups, but, <clears throat> I don't know, there was just, there was no, there's no payoff to this feud, and, and the payoff wasn't big enough for me, maybe because I missed the whole Kofi, Randy, when they were originally feuding, what, 10 years ago? Maybe, 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 maybe that's it, maybe there was a little bit more of incentive for me, because I do remember that match, and I was kind of high on Kofi at the time. Uh, high on Kofi at but the I time, also, what are you high on now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But yeah, I know. It's uh, It was good to see him come full circle. So we'll see what happens next for Mr. Kingston. All right, let's 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 talk Becky versus Sasha Banks. Yeah. This is the match that defined the uh, the predictions between ourselves tonight oh, and yeah. Boot to the Face. I don't like it. I mean, I know you call winners. I mean, realistically, Becky Lynch walked out of there, the winner in my opinion. But... The technical win went to Sasha Banks. So if we're counting it that way, we won our predictions by one match. Um, I don't like the blood feud ending on that. It's a shitty way to end it. But the <clears throat> excuse me, but the match itself, I liked it. And I don't and I think that an ending like this one, as much as people may like they were they seem to be booing it when the refs came out. Um for a non finish, this is one of my more preferred non-finishes because there was it the mustard spot was hilarious she was pissed i think too later she's like what the hell it's like my back <laughs> I, you know i yeah, thought it was funny. funny i think it was ad-libbed i liked how her hair stuck to yeah. it um yeah. there were a few times where uh things looked sloppy but in a good way i don't think the cameras were ready for them going into the crowd when they did it no. seemed like uh, like a standard definition camera was capturing a lot of that when they went in the back nobody was like li- there was no lineup there's no security guards the people were legitimately like eating <laughs> and they were walking through so i enjoyed that uh the story of the match i enjoyed i liked it cool yeah i think if it's going to carry on a longer story i think it was a great match um and a lot of people were kind of upset that uh, like Becky put, ended up looking like a heel towards the end, and people were uncertain. But guys, Becky's been pe- beating people's asses like this since TLC. Remember the, the kendo sticks, the chairs? It's been going on for a while. I like the brawling up in the the concession area. I wish it would have went on more. I wish it would have done a lot more fun. They kind of came up, they went across that area. She put the mustard on her back, and then they went back down. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, damn. I'm wondering if they were not this- supposed to do it. Well, maybe not, but it could, you know, it was a lot of fun and I think they could do a lot more with it. It sucks they're going to be confined to a cell at Hell in a Cell, I guess, in hindsight. Uh, but man, they should have just let them go at it. But I thought it was going to end in the ring. I thought she got the bank statement in and I was like, okay, well, here you go. They're going to give it back, give it to her. It makes sense now when the Revival kind of were threatening to walk out and then they kind of came back. They were put in a tag team title match, ended up losing and people were like, oh, why would you do that? You come back and then you make them lose right away. Come on. This is the best tag team around. Um, obviously, if they give Sasha the title right away, it would have made WWE look stupid as well, too. Like, they gave her what she wanted. Mm-hmm. 
So I would expect her to win it at Hell in a Cell. Um, but you you are still expecting her to win at Hell in a Cell? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think she definitely will. I think it's they're not going to give it to her right away. Because it looked like she would have looked like they're giving into her demands, and I think it also does a very good job at building the story between Becky and Sasha. Like Bex- Sasha did not lose, Becky did not lose. The ref, you know, he's gonna have a very sore elbow tomorrow. Oh, poor guy. And yeah, poor poor guy. Uh, look, uh, the match was good. It was my match of the night, I would think. Yeah, and I, would uh, I think I gave it an A minus, but it's still pretty good. I mean, like maybe even an, an A, an A, A minus A, kind of between there, just because. You know, I don't know. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to build it towards Hell in a Cell. There wasn't a winner, which which sucks. But, you know, Sasha looked pretty good. I think, honestly, if Sasha would be able to bust out new moves, kind of like the AW theory I was talking about earlier, I don't know, man. Like, she really could become one of the better ones in the world. I just find, like, her movesets very, like, clunky copy-paste. Those knees are so soft. One of them but then the bad. one... Yeah, the one at the top rope was pretty yeah, good, she, but only botched. because... Because, yeah, because she missed it. Yeah. So she's kind of, like, dragged Becky back, yeah. but it looked really good. But I just find, like, even the Miz, the Miz had those running knees in the corner. Yeah, and they look like he's, it looks terrible, man. Like, I think people should work stiff, man. You should work stiff. Yes. Well, a million percent yes on working stiff. I don't think you're ever going to get people working stiff on the regular in WWE. There's just too much. They 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 need to perform. They let Asuka do it? They let Asuka do it in the NXT, and she came to WWE. She did it a bit, and now she's not on TV. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think that they, I don't think that WWE believes that you can sustain that type of work on their schedule. But that's why there should be an off season. That's why there should be breaks for wrestlers. That's why there should be less wrestlers. That the whole roster doesn't have to perform every night. I agree with you. But to talk more about this match. Sasha, okay, let's be let's be clear. Sasha Banks is the heel. Becky Lynch is the face. And people are clearly cheering Becky, and they still were at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, which they should be, right? So, right. if you go to Hell in a Cell, Sasha can't win. That cannot be the payoff from this. There cannot be a, like, it can't end there. So, if Sasha wins it, there's got to be some sort of way that she wins it, because... Mm, it depends. I would hope the WWE looks kind of to be on a higher ground and let them have a brawl in Hell in a Cell. There's- like a really good match. And then in the end, Sasha just makes her tap or just beats her. And it would have been like, oh, damn. Like she actually beat Becky. But I think it would give Sasha a really good rub. It would give so, like, her I think a if you want to, if you want to build her credibility up and like, I know Sasha's great, but it's like she hasn't had the, most, the best title runs. If she won as a heel in Hell in a Cell in a hard-fought match, I think that would be the best thing for her. I think it would be a really good thing to do. Yeah, but what does that mean for Becky? If if Becky goes... Eh, she could come back and fight again in, in a big brawl, and then she picks up the win. Like, there should be okay, able so to be it, these sometimes bad guys can win if you know in a, in a really drawn-out story match, okay, you know? Okay, but what I'm getting at is that if it's match number two... It can't be the final match between the two of them. They have to continue this feud. Would you agree with that? So there can't be two. It has to be at least three. Well, I'm just I can't. I don't see how it works. Where Becky wins the first one, Sasha wins the second one as the heel, beats her clean. Well, there's no rematch clauses, first of sure. all. But second, but secondly, yeah, there probably would be. I don't see why not. She could probably have a rematch. No, but I'm just I, mean I don't that see why not. if 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 a heel beats Becky clean, Becky is buried at that point. Especially in a Hell in a Cell match, because that's supposed to settle it all. Where does Becky go after that? She can't go after the title. A Hell in a Cell is, I guess it is kind of supposed to settle it all. But I guess, look, I think if Becky, like, 
you know, like they're sisters, right? So if she comes back after her whole like shit of being off at WrestleMania and stuff, depends how Becky sees it in real life. And she's like, look, you know, I had my year, you know, I love you. And we, we went through this together and I'll put you over at Hell in a Cell. We'll have an amazing match together and throw down. I think the WWE Universe and fans know they're smart enough to know their history that they, I don't think it would bury her too hard. Mm, I don't know. I don't think it would, I don't think it would play out well. With Becky, a boot to the face in the chat says last year Becky was heel and Charlotte was face and Becky won the feud, but I don't remember Becky ever being a heel, like a real heel. I know that she was a face at Survivor Series, and and that's when she attacked Charlotte, and then after that she had like two. They tried two to make her a heel, where they tried to make yeah. her a heel, and then she yeah. was kind of this anti-hero he, uh, face thing again. I th- think in NXT she was a heel at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I, but I but but I agree, she's never been like a true heel. I just she's never been in a heel role. I think somebody like Becky, I think would be foolish of them to have her lose to a heel clean. Just it's not the time. That's just me. No, it's fine. It's a valid. It's a valid point. I just also I'm an advocate for like, look, we have heels versus faces versus face matches, mm-hmm. and so, and you know it's fine. It's cool. You see who the better face is. But I also kind of want to see sometimes where you have matches where it's heel versus like look, uh, Jericho beat Paige, right? Like, dude, he'll beat I, the face. I, I don't mind a face versus face or a heel versus heel match. I'm talking uh, uh, the payoff from a feud, like a multiple matches between two people. You know what I mean? Like a program, a face versus mm-hmm. face match happens, but it usually happens on Raw or one one off pay per views. It's not usually a long long term program. Well, maybe it's time to start changing up the recipes, man. I wouldn't start. With Becky Lynch, I again, I think she's. I'm not trying to make her a casualty. But yeah. Like, look, I don't. I'm not even a Sasha Banks fan, and I'm here telling you yeah. that you know she she should win this match. So I think honestly, the match had a big match feel. The beginning of the match was cool. It definitely felt different than the rest of the card. So that's what Becky Banks Lynch should could bring do. in brass knuckle. Like, I know it sounds super lame, okay, but a lot of wrestling is super lame. She should have brass knuckles to say "boss" on it, and she should use those occasionally as a weapon. And, like, have them somewhere. And then sometimes, like, under the ring, she'll take it and be like, bam! Mm. And she'll boss somebody. And then if she even, like, kind of was, like, at the end of the match, like, kind of put her knuckle down on the forehead while she was pinning them or something, if she lifted it up, it would say boss on them afterwards. Wouldn't that be badass? It would be Man. badass. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I'm, I'm still waiting for somebody else to get a steel plate in their forearm, like Lex Luger <laughs> used to have. That yeah. was awesome, man. he just knock people out, and it wasn't illegal. It was so perfect. <laughs> Uh, where does that bring us now? You want to do Roman? Okay, actually, Roman Reigns. Let's do Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Roman Reigns. Uh, first of all, Eric Rowan's music is awesome. Can we agree on that? You like his new music? I love his music, dude. I like his old one where it's kind of like xylophone and creepy. Like he's gonna come out and like tear the flesh off your skin and pull your eyeballs out and pop them. I agree, but it was nice to have new music for a new Eric Rowan. Okay, sure. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's hit reset. This motherfucker is stiff as fuck. And Roman... He looked good. He looked, he looked good. good, man. Yeah. Um, the, pre, like, the pre-match build-up video was awesome. Um, really well put together. Eric Rowan can survive on his own. I was very happy to see Luke Harper. In this match. Yeah, he did all right. Yeah, he did all I right. I was very, well, so far. very happy to see Luke Harper but somewhat disappointed that they didn't leave Eric Rowan alone and they can't keep these two motherfuckers separate. Like, if you're going to bring back Eric Rowan, uh, Harper, I would have liked to see him in his own program. They keep putting him with Eric Rowan. I feel like this is going to take them both back a step. What do you think What do you think if they flipped it and 
Rowan was like going to beat the crap out of Roman and like throw him off something or let him, let him on fire or throw a dynamite stick down his throat. Uh, if if it was Harper that came to save him, amazing. Would that be would, would, it would have been cooler? Been better, yeah. Yeah? yeah. All of a sudden, Harper appears behind him. The crowd's like, oh. Yeah. I, I feel like it was uh, there was it was almost a no pop for him. Like I, it was the most excited. There I was, was, there was, but it was so short, and the wind was the air was sucked out of the room because they're like, oh, he's working with Rowan. Yeah, and we exactly. don't really like Rowan. Yeah, and the Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers, like we weren't all about them. And I'm really upset because it's like McMahon was just like. All right, just put them back together, you know. And it's just like, no, man. Like, do you remember Harper AJ Styles number one contendership? Like, that was like people were behind this guy, and that was when he was like a bum and he was out of shape. Mm-hmm. And now he, like, he, you know, he's. I don't know, man. Like, I was happy, excited to see him. I literally gave a Harper, yeah. And my wife's like, what? But uh, ultimately, I think they could have done it in a better way, and they should have done it in a better way. I'm just hopeful. And and actually, to your point, what you just said. The fact they're building up Rowan, he had this match. He looked really good, and the battle was actually pretty good between the two mm-hmm. of them. He was taking it to Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And then to have Harper kind of come in, it's almost like, damn, you should have kept Rowan alone if you're building him to be this monster. That's what I mean. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. He didn't need yeah. it. Um, in fact, he might be like at home like, fuck, man. Uh, I'm sure he was disappointed. I'm sure he was disappointed. Eric Rowan is stiff. He looked great. The, the only downfall of the match is it's another match where Roman Reigns just gets manhandled. And I'll give it to the Roman. He's fucking good at getting his ass beat. But you're Roman fucking Reigns, man. This guy's like, he's a powerhouse in himself. He was a powerhouse in the Shield. That's why he was over in the Shield. He should be a powerhouse alone. I don't like that he's booked as the underdog. It's stupid. Like, I'm the big dog. No, you're booked as an underdog. You constantly get beat up to a pulp. People hit you with cars. They throw shit on you. You're constantly he does get getting ripped. Up to a and you're like Superman punch, Superman punch, spear. That's oh why God, everybody yeah. hates you. Yeah. If you were just a powerhouse, people wouldn't care as much. Um, I did like a lot of the spots that were in this match. Harper coming back is awesome. I, I'm curious to know how that meeting went, how they figured that <laughs> whole thing out. Um, there was something else I did want to mention. I can't think of it right now. Um, I think Bray. I think Bray and like uh, Rowan and everybody were like, "Dude, bring him back. He's good. He's bring him back." And apparently, McMahon doesn't see much in him. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's like, okay, well, if he's gonna be around, I guess let's just put him on TV. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they decided. I guess they were invested like this past month building up this Rowan storyline. Exactly. And then they're just like, okay, we'll put him back with the Bludgeon Brothers, and it's like, oh shit. Okay, I just remembered Michael Cole. I think it was Michael Cole. He was like, "This is." There were. He was like, "That was a bludgeonry or." Something and he fucking said it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, did he? He did. He did. He's like, "This is a bludgeoning or something along those lines." I don't know what the word is, if or if that is even a word. But he's he did refer to Bludgeon Brothers, and I was just like, face palming. It was like such an anticlimactic. I was like, "Oh, here's Harper." Oh shit, he's with fucking Rowan again, and they mentioned the Bludgeon Brothers. So, on paper though, looking at this match, like if I look at Rowan versus Roman, I would have been like. This is probably the one I will leave and go have a snack mm-hmm. or go, you know, uh, take a break. And yeah, the match was actually going into it. Same thing, like I said, with Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. I had my mindset of what I was going to expect, and it's uh, it surpassed it. So for this one as well, too, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. They went all over. They fought on top of the ramp and did a lot of cool spots, and uh, Rowan looked pretty good. And like, <laughs> I thought you... 
you know, you described Roman being basically being beaten to the pulp always. That's all he has. It's true, man. Yeah, he gets his ass kicked all the time. And I think it's true, man. If he could just be a powerhouse, I think people would receive him a lot better. <laughs> just be like, I'm Roman. You can't beat me. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat you up leading to the pay-per-view. Then at the pay-per-view, I'm just going to kick your ass. I would much prefer to see that because he yeah. looks like he's fucking crazy. He's like a beast. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did they rebuild that um, announce table at least once? Like, I feel like they broke through that thing several times tonight. They came back after, uh, sorry, leading up to the Rollins versus Strowman finale. They zoomed in on the freaking English commentary table, and there was no table there. And they were just sitting there looking like three fucking idiots at the chair. And I'm like, why wouldn't they bring out a new table? Or why I think would, they've done that before. They put like a little table up. Why wouldn't they go through the other two tables that are there every time? I don't understand. <laughs> it's got to be, be funny something. if like they put they push out like the Spanish commentators and take their table. It's like you would think. Um, okay, so we did skip over Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, uh, Ziggler, and Rude. Well, we can tie it into their match. Yeah, that was a really shitty way to open the pay per view. I thought, especially coming after AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. It was crap. It was a really, really bad match, I thought. Like, there was nothing about it that was good. The ending was bad. There was no, not much storytelling going into, you know, stepping or into an event. What's that? Or out of it. Or out of it, too. Yeah, it was it's garbage. like, I don't know. They made these guys tag team champions for the past month, and there was really no reason to do that other than giving Rude and Ziggler the titles, which they could have just done that on the OC or something. Like, I don't know. I just don't know why they had to have it in the end. And the match itself was very lackluster. Uh, not to take anything away from any of the competitors. You know, they probably could have put on a good match. Just felt it was rushed. Uh, the ending and miscommunication was very lazy of a finish, I would find. You know, they really could have done a little bit more with it. And uh, I don't know, just left me kind of with like a salty taste in my mouth. <laughs> a salty taste in your mouth? What the fuck? Were yeah, you I don't know. It, did, it, it could have been a lot better. And it was like in that period of the first mat, few matches that were just like in there really short. And I think it even looked like they botched the ending a little bit. Just the timing was off a little bit. It was it was weird. I, I'm not a huge fan of double, double duty nights. I don't really like it. Um, and I definitely don't like it out of Seth Rollins. I feel like. Didn't he win like the U.S. title and like there's one night where he won the U.S. title and another title in one night? It was it was a really fucking cool night. Or he defended them. Or he no, won them, he, or he the U.S. Open title or no, he won the U.S. title while he was the champion. I thought that he did that double duty one night, like won the U.S. title and then won <laughs> defended his. He, he's championship definitely done. Or something. He he he. Well, the night he won it, he was champion and he was fighting somebody who was the U.S. champion and he beat Cena him or something. Yeah, I think. and then yeah. that year at Clash of Champions, he did double duty where he defended both. Uh. Um, dude, he was the man. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman was decent. It was okay. It was okay. There were some moments I really thought Strowman was going to fucking fall when he was on that top rope. I thought he was toast. I thought he was gonna die. He almost did. Yeah. He landed it, man. He looked like a bomb coming down, dude, man. It's a nuke. Like, yeah, it looked great out there. <laughs> That's gonna be in highlight videos for a long time, man. And he landed it. It was pretty good, man. Do you remember that meme that came out where the dude jumped off the bridge and that song's played? It's like do 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 and he just keeps flying for like eternity through space. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Dude, you've never seen that meme? Guaranteed it's coming back for that Braun Strowman jump. He was like a dolphin. He's like <laughs> Like you know when they get up and they're like Oh, I no love it. I love it, man. That's badass. Good for him. 
But I agree, the match was, the match was pretty good. And I like the psychology. I like that he had to wear him down. Yeah, it was good. And, like, you know, and he was kicking out really at, like, at, like, one, and then, like, one and a half, then two, and really getting him kind of worn down, taking his legs down, taking him off his ground, uh... You know, it's funny when they went on the announce table, he threw Braun on top of it. I saw one of the announcers just like jump over the barricade right away <laughs> and get the hell out of there. Um, but the only thing it was kind of towards the end, you get like, well, he does the same thing with uh, Brock Lesnar, curb stomp, curb stomp, curb stomp, curb stomp. And I guess he had to just wear him down until he was dead, uh, hit him with a pedigree and then another curb stomp and he got the job done. So unfortunately, Braun Strowman is still not champion. And uh, we have Seth Rollins going on to Hell in a Cell to take on Bray Wyatt. And we saw him, the Fiend. Well, I saw him. J-Bomb didn't because, uh, you know, he's just he just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just, that's it. I'm done. Dude. Turn the TV off. Listen, I'm watching, I'm watching. I'm like, there's no Fiend. Come on, Fiend. Come out, Fiend. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That little square pops up, the copyright, and, and Seth Rollins at the top of the ramp. Well, I, I, I moved quickly to get upstairs to set this all up so we could do our live stream. As I'm waiting for you to pop on, I just threw open Twitter and I see nothing but fucking the fiend, the fiend, the fiend, the fiend. I thought there was a whole bunch of people that were disappointed that he didn't show up. And then I saw one where he's holding up Seth's head and Seth looks like he's fucking dead. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I literally waited all night for the fiend to come out and I missed it. Yeah, it was pretty spooky. My girlfriend's on the couch and she's just like, this is, kids are watching this stuff now. Like, what is this? This is, this is scary. But yeah, he did his music. Or his like kind of terrifying, like you know, re re in the background noise that goes on. Basically, had Seth then put the mandible claw on him to put him out for the night, and then kind of was shaking his face in the camera. So uh, definitely pretty cool going into Hell in a Cell. I wonder how they're going to build their feud. I don't know how they're going to build their feud, but you know, I hope that it's done properly. Um, I remember when Seth Rollins was facing, was it the demon that he was looking for in the back, and he was like in a parking lot. He's like. Demon, where are you? Demon, <laughs> no where way. are you? If it's anything like that, it's going to be pure shit. Because Seth Rollins isn't really... He can cut a promo, but he's really bad at, at backstage stuff, I find. So, mm. I don't He'll know. He'll come out and he'll be like, I defended my championship and I'm still your universal champion. And I don't know about Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Obviously, he's got a problem with me. But if I say you got a problem... Come down here and fight. And it's going to go, we are very, very, very good friends. And it's going to be like, well, Mr. Yeah, Rollins. That'd be pretty good, actually. <laughs> but if you think about it, he... <laughs> he's like, he's like, come, I'm inviting you next week into my playhouse. And then the next week, there's a video montage and Seth Rollins is in the house and like, it's weird shit, man. <laughs> like, what's going on, man? All I did was eat a brownie. How cool would it be if like, Becky's like, hey, Seth, come here. But Becky's like a shape-shifted Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and he's like, he walks into like a hotel room thinking it's going to be Becky. And then he's in the fun house. <laughs> oh my God, dude. This is crazy shit. But, but that's actually not too, like, if you're going to really go in that direction, if you're going to go, not, yeah, if you're going to go in that direction, I mean, that could be pretty cool. She looks at the camera and her eyes give that little glisten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, she, she got them yellow eyes. She puts up the gloves. It's like, but if you think about it, he slayed the king, he slayed the beast. Slay the monster. Yeah. Is he gonna cool. slay the fiend? Oh, oh. Maybe WrestleMania. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna build that towards that. But the Undertaker, right? So yeah, you gotta think Undertaker is gonna give the rub to. I. You know what? He should do it at Survivor. It depends. Series. Depends where. Yeah. Maybe sooner because than later. He started it at Survivor Series. The yeah. Taker, yeah. That could and be. I think the that fiend could be good. Should, should 
the the torch passing should be done there. It all depends on how he goes from there. Like if they go to WrestleMania, it's going to depend if the fiend like kind of you know runs its course before WrestleMania. I'm sure that he won't, but it really depends if he swims or, or drowns. Because look, if they're going to fight in Hell in a Cell, like how is Seth Rollins not going to lose this match? He, no, he like has, he he 100 yeah he he 101 percent yeah mm-hmm. has to lose this match. So I I don't know how the fiend would be champion. I don't know how somebody would. Because the fiend is somebody who challenges people, he's and if he's the champion, he can't really challenge people. So I know I say it a lot when people book themselves into a corner, but I, I'm going to be optimistic on how that they're going to handle him being a champion because it's not going to make sense if he's like, "Well, I'm the champion, so I challenge you." Like, it's just not going to make sense. People are going to have to come to him. Oh, I mean, they could easily just have him like pop up during somebody's promo one week, and I guess yeah, he would be finding that. But why would he be chasing somebody else to put his title on the line for? Usually, there's people coming after the champion, and this guy's whole gimmick is he goes after people. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. You could be a you know, John Cena does the U.S. Open Challenge. You think the Fiend is going to do an open challenge? No, but I'm saying like <laughs> there are champions who go out there and make challenges to other people. No, like, I agree. He could no, be like, I agree. Balor, de- I beat you as Finn Balor. Now I want to challenge you as the Demon. <laughs> and then like they just put the championship mm-hmm. on the line. Yeah, but I feel like You're it doesn't work with his character. No, I feel like it doesn't work with his character. He literally shows up uninvited and attacks people. That's his gimmick. So now he's going to do it, attack them, and be like here's an offer to challenge me for the title. Like, it's too nice. Like He should be trapped in the funhouse and only come out when he's let in. I don't know how it would be. Like, he says his name three times or some kind of, yeah, like, they like that. They like the, 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 they like the lantern of his face, and then he comes out of the funhouse, and then, like, they have to actually beat him yes. to get him trapped back in the funhouse. I'm down. And like then, like, genie. you can get him back out sometimes. Like a fucking genie. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Clash of Champions, bro. We made it. We did it. We made it. You stayed up past your bedtime. Yeah, it's 11.30. I got a Dr. K appointment tomorrow morning, so I'm headed back to the city of Montreal. Got to drop off the kids because my wife also goes to the same doctor, and we're both going at the same time. How convenient. It's very, very convenient. But it was nice to do this with you again. Thanks to the people who joined us in the chat. Oh, my God, the Fiend doing a Universal Champion Open Challenge would be fantastic. But you got to go to the Funhouse to fight them. That's what Boot to the Face says. So that could work. Guys, thank you for sticking with us. Des, as always, pleasure talking with you. I'm ready for Dodos, man. Clash of Champions, WWE, join us Wednesday night. We're going live, 10-10, after NXT, baby. Finally. Lots of cool things to look forward to. NXT going live, guys. We will be there covering that shit. And make sure to tune in. Hope you enjoyed Clash of Champions. We enjoyed talking this shit with you guys here. So until next time, I'm going to wish you happy roast day.